0: And welcome back to another episode of The Dog Whisperers, the podcast for medical students. My name is Wen Yang, and I will be going through another topic with you guys for our current series of study with me. Today we'll be talking about liver function tests or LFTs, because they're one of the most commonly ordered tests out there, but are we actually interpreting them correctly? It's actually a really, really powerful test that can do two things mainly. Firstly, determine liver disease, or we can distinguish between hepatocellular injury or cholestasis. So what exactly is in these tests? Quick disclaimer, I am not going to say all that long ass names like alanine transaminase, alright? I'm just going to say all the short forms, keeping it simple. We can determine how healthy the liver is in two ways. One, being checking the chemicals released due to damage to the liver. And number two, checking what the liver normally produces. We're going to focus on the first one, being the chemicals released due to damage to the liver. So first of all, is our favourite ALT. ALT is found in really high concentrations within hepatocytes. So obviously, when you damage the hepatocytes, ALT will be released into the bloodstream. Make sense? And ALP is produced more when there is cholestasis, meaning a reduction in flow of the bile. So it's quite simple, right? You get a raised ALT, meaning hepatocellular injury. For example, hepatitis. If you get a raised ALP, means there's cholestasis maybe there's some gallstones, right? Simple. But it can be a bit confusing remembering ALT, ALP, which ones which. So I'm gonna tell you how I remember it, but don't judge me, okay? (laughs) Um, ALT, so T trauma, trauma to the hepatocytes, fine. ALP, this is where it gets a bit weird, P as in like urine, so when you have a raised ALP, your urine sometimes can get altered and you know like your darker urine. So, cholestasis, okay? Hopefully that helps. But it can be a bit more confusing again because ALP is also present in bone. So any kind of pathology to bone can lead to a raise in ALP, thus making it more difficult to know if it's actually cholestasis or not. And that's where our third and final chemical comes to play, the GGT. Because GGT is also raised in cholestasis. So if you have a raised ALP and GGT, that's when you can be really confident that there is some kind of cholestasis going on. But what causes just a raised ALP but a normal GGT? You have to think of things like your bony METs, d deficiencies, or even recent bony fractures. Okay? So, I got two questions for you guys. Think about it. What if the patient is clinically jaundiced, but ALT and ALP are normal? You have to think of things like your prehepatic causes of jaundice, like your Gilbert syndrome or hemolysis. Second question, imagine that you're on call and you're asked to review some bloods and this patient's LFTs are completely normal except for this really weirdly raised ALT, like super duper high, maybe even in in the thousands. What's going on? With an isolated rise in ALT to such a degree, it most likely is caused by hepatic ischemia. You can think of it like a heart attack for your liver. Most of the time it's due to shock, resulting in reduced blood flow to the liver. So treatment will be due to the underlying cause of it. Okay, now moving on to the second group of LFTs. Before we talked about the chemicals that's released due to the damage, but now we're gonna focus on the synthetic function of the liver meaning we'll check what the liver normally produces so for those who have already forgotten or who's kind of stupid let's review the function of the liver one conjugation and elimination of bilirubin and number two this uh, the making of albumin and clotting factors so from that you know what to look out for your bilirubin albumin and your prothrombin time, or PT. So let's think of the bilirubin for now. If you get a raised bilirubin, you need to think if it's conjugated or unconjugated. So your unconjugated bilirubin is not water soluble, so the urine will not be affected, so you won't get your typical dark urine, therefore most likely representing some kind of prehepatic cause, and that's why your clinical history is vital. Now, your albumin, what is it used for? It is vital in maintaining your oncotic pressure of blood. So you can relate it, correlate it clinically. If there's low albumin, most likely the patient's going to have peripheral edema or even ascites. And last one of all, prothrombin time. Because your liver produces all these clotting factors, if there's a lack of it, obviously your PT can increase, your INR can be raised. But this is an important point, okay? PT tells us about the synthetic function of the liver, but it does not assess the hemorrhagic risk for cirrhotic patients. They are actually in this hypercoagulable state, meaning increased risk of thromboembolic events. So don't don't be afraid to perform all your invasive procedures like your acidic drains or acidic taps that can aid in management or control symptom control. Most of the time, your blood or platelet transfusions are not necessary for these patients. Fantastic. Now you know how to interpret LFTs. What are you going to do next? We're going to determine the cause of all these uh, problems in your LFTs. So there are many liver screens that you can do, like your hepatitis serology, your ANA, your and your liver ultrasound, yada, yada, yada. But for that, you need to know all the many causes of liver disease. So please do your own reading on what are the different causes and relate it back to your LFTs. And that's it from me for this episode. There will be more coming out soon, no worries. But if you have any questions, you can always tweet us at doc underscore whisperers. Catch you guys next time. Bye bye.